Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcasts with Chris and Aaron. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 125 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. Although we do look into things that you ask us to look into. If you'd like to support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. We want to say a big thank you to Ivan for his uh, donation this week. Right. We always kick off with a bit of news or online chatter and it's good news to a degree in the Southern Star, Chris. Yeah, there's a headline there and the headline is don't diss all the camper vans. They bring in cash and boost our economy. The article goes on to say complaints about the takeover of camper vans in West Cork have been tempered with a welcome for the businesses they provide. A discussion at Western Division meeting of Cork County Council started out fractious after Councillor Karen Coakley, Fianna Gael, and uh, Councillor Kevin Murphy, Fianna Gael, complained about people monopolising parking spaces at places such as Lochine and the beach at Garristown over the summer. However, Councillor Sean O'Donovan, Fianna Fáil, and Divisional County Manager Clodagh Hennigan said the staycationers should be welcome because of the business they provide. So uh, I can see the uh, heated argument going on there, but... There is a, a place for all of us. It's great to see the council starting to recognise that as well, Aaron. Yes, and it's great to have councillors come on and say, hey, guys, let's not bitch all the time. Look, in fairness, COVID has put all those people that are now staycationing, has increased everything everywhere. And both places, Lockhine and Garrettstown, wow, two fabulous places to stay over. You can see their points, but yet again, Next year, possibly the, the year after, I think all this will have died down because a lot of people will be gone back on their European summer vacations, be they in motorhomes or the other ones that go off on package holidays. But it's good to see councillors saying, hey, come on, give the guys a break. We need more of that. Yeah, and as we have a lot more campers this year with, with, with a lot of people in new camper vans and things like that, the level of complaints were probably way up as well for one yeah. reason or another. Uh, so I think as people get used to, to to camping and kind of get an understanding of the etiquette as we've spoken a lot about yeah. before, hopefully things will improve. We want to leave a, a lasting positive impression um, in every county in Ireland. Now, we have said of the 100% of new vans on the road, somewhere impulse and quick purchase buys and a small percentage will actually stay. I spoke to a lady today, Chris, who bought one for herself, her husband and the two children, and they love it. She's actually looking at trading up to a newer model already. So we will have a percentage of, of vans, new vans staying on the road, and it's great to see it. But things will quieten down. And we are bringing new stories of town councils that are making an effort to at least talk about putting in facilities. So that's a good thing, too. And if any of the listeners spot any stories like that, uh, positive or negative, you might share it on with as well. We'll give details at the end of the podcast. So another thing I came across was opening and closing times for campsites for this year. Now, Camping Ireland, which is the green book uh, run by the Caravan and Camp Camping Council, doesn't have every campsite in Ireland in it. But if you go to campingireland.ie and just search for site opening and closing dates 21, it gives a list in alphabetical order of a ganzy load of campsites. 
and ones that are closing. Now, some stay open all year, like Parsons Green is open all year. Riverside Farm Marina and Caravan Park in Fermanagh is open all year. The, the Glen of Aherlow is open all year. There's quite a lot of sites are open all year, but a lot of them are starting to close September, October, one or two going mid-October to early November. It's a good site. Check out campingireland.ie. Go into their search and just look for opening, closing dates 2021. Yeah, there's quite a few. It's great. Now, I plan to uh, to uh, hang out uh, uh, as long as I can. Do you think uh, you will? I will imagine you will as well, Aaron, clocking up some more videos, hopefully. Yeah, we, we've just, myself and Charlie, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday of last week, did our first trilogy. And it, it sounded good in the title. We called it the West Cork <laughs> Trilogy, where we went to Aries, Glengarriff and Clonakilty. And only today I was talking to Deirdre about where can we do next week, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, another trilogy, we might head Corkway. But we will, please God, avail of the December, November, December openings this year and do reviews because we missed out on it last year. Of course, we did the B-ball. But yes, hopefully we will keep going for definitely November and early December. Great. And um, in the new, in the, sorry, in the listener message shout out, you got a nice message from a uh, uh, listener, Aaron. Yeah, Rose is on. She said, I've only started listening to your podcasts and they are great. I only found out about them through your posts on Facebook page, Motorhome Locations Ireland. And that comes in from Rose. What we do is with Charlie and me and with the podcast, as soon as this podcast goes live, usually around eight o'clock, Chris notifies all the Facebook groups that we're affiliated with, that we're members of, and they kindly, their admins, kindly let us post and advertise the fact that the podcasts and the Charlie and Me videos go live on Wednesdays and Fridays. So let's take this chance, Chris, to thank absolutely every Facebook group that has supported us over the years that we've been doing this and the Charlie and Me videos. We really do appreciate it. And again, if we can be of any help to you or your members, Contact details are always at the end of every podcast. They're available on our website and we will promote anything you want us to or discuss anything you want us to because we really do appreciate the likes of Motorhome Locations Ireland and all the other Facebook groups. Rose just happened to spot us on that one. And thanks for getting in touch, Rose. And if you do mention, uh, sorry, if you do spot any of our um posts on the Wednesday evening or the Thursday morning uh, on Facebook and there's anything you wanted to talk about or any feedback you want to pass on to us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, on those groups as well, you can message us either publicly within our posts in the comments or privately through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, we really, really do appreciate your 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 income. Right, let's go to campsites and stopovers. Liam K was on campsitereview.com. It's our sister website. We have a forum there that you can join for free. It's free and always will be. He gave us an absolute brilliant detailed review of Streamstown Caravan and Camping Park in Ross Grey. You were saying you'd never heard of it, Chris. No, I hadn't come across that one before now, but uh, it definitely sounds like somewhere I'd like to check out. Yeah, it's a small family-run farm which happens to have a campsite. Now, it's there a good 25 or more years. But let me read the, the review from Campsite Review. First of all, bear in mind, Liam has a car and a caravan. So he goes on to say, we stayed two nights, paid €54 Euro for our stay, including electric hookup. I'll get my gripes out of the way first. The gate is secured by a barrier that is locked at all times. A key is given to each camping group and you have to lock and unlock the barrier each time you leave or enter the site. A little bit of a pain in the rear, to be honest. Also, 
On arrival, if you're a long unit like ours, the rear of the unit will stick out onto the road while you wait for the barrier to be opened for, from the pleasant owners. Not really ideal. The facilities are certainly dated and require modernization. The showers drove me mad. It's basically a tap high in the wall with a single stream of water. We used our own facilities as a result. Now the positives, and there are many. It's a beautiful site, no more than four acres. There are 10 or so gravel stands and numerous grass pitches. There are a few static units here also. The grounds are immaculate and the owners are available and very pleasant. Plenty of water and electrical points and the site is reasonably level. Located on the site is a small playground and a games room with a pool table. Refuge is dealt with by way of recycling. Bear in mind this is on a working dairy farm and like you're likely to come across some certain aromas and, and early morning <laughs> noises, understandably. The road noise can be loud again, but it's bearable. Wi-Fi is advertised as available, but honestly, it's non-existent. Phone and TV reception are good. It's a dog-friendly site with the usual rules and COVID regulations are adhered to in general. A stone's throw from Ross Gray and nearby Abbey provides plenty of walking opportunities. Uh, we also took a 30-minute spin into Burr Town and visited the castle. A great spot for a couple of nights. Not sure I'd stay more than that, but I'd recommend it either way. That is Streamstown Caravan and Camping Park in Ross Gray in County Tip. It's actually the only campsite in North Tip because the Glen of Arlo obviously has two, and that's as you make your way towards Mid Tip. And then now I stayed in Streamstown about 25 years ago, 23 years ago. I did my morning radio show live from there and I haven't been back since. But I've put it on the list for Charlie and me for next year, please God, to do a review of Streamstown Camping. Log on to CampsiteReview.com, click the forums and you can read all of the reviews from like minded people on there. Yeah, I loved Liam's comment about the certain aromas as well. Yeah. When we were traveling in the car now with the kids at the motorhome, we called that the fresh country smell. <laughs> oh, a nice fresh country smell. I'd nearly try my bleep machine right. <laughs> we call it the smell of, well, yeah, good <laughs> fresh country smell. But it's a good review. And look, guys, it's so easy to join the forum. It's free. And then if you can't figure out how the forum works, just leave your review and then I'll put it into the county. But you just click on the county, type in the name of the campsite. If the campsite's there already, just add on. It's very, very easy. And we, we, it's been very busy. It's picked up greatly since we redesigned the website on your recommendation, by the way, because you can now actually input and read from your mobile device, from your phone, as well as your laptop or your computer. Yeah, that update was great. Just it just opens it up to a, yeah. a lot more people as well. Yeah. Right. Charlie and me this week, the Friday video is the final one of our summer holidays. Myself, Deirdre and Charlie. And we met the camping crew. Now, you don't see much of the guys in this one, but it's from Camp All, Chalk and Oracle, down at the Gwailtop in Dingle, a place where I was 22 years ago. And I said, never again. But we did. Not only did we, we went and stayed for a week. Did I enjoy it? You're going to have to watch the video. YouTube.com forward slash Charlie and me are camping vlog 9 a.m. this Friday. Oh, I can't wait to find out now, Aaron, if you enjoyed it. All right, because uh, I didn't uh, get a chance to, to chat with you before we, we all kind of left and moved no, on. No, we all dispersed. Over, overall view was. 
I'm going to say nothing. I'd love to, but just check out the video this coming Friday morning at <laughs> 9 o'clock. And by the way, guys, if you join us at 9 a.m. when the video goes live, you can actually have a chat. And sometimes Chris is there and the aforementioned Liam Kay is there and Jack from Northern Ireland is there. And we just have a chat for, for the, the, the 5, 10, 15 minutes of the video, depending on the video. But it's YouTube.com forward slash Charlie O'Meara Camping Vlog this Friday, 9 a.m. I think we'll have to give Liam an honorary presenter title at this stage now, uh, given all the fantastic reviews he does for us. He'll probably want a badge, Chris. <laughs> He'll probably want a badge or a, a different sticker. But you know what? That could be arranged. Maybe there is a, a merit badge to be done there for people who actually partake. Oh, no, we'd have to make quite a few of them, wouldn't we? I think so. We'd have to. There's a, a lot of people now who, who we wouldn't be able to yeah. to produce the show, the podcast, w without their help. Uh, yeah, and we do again thank you all from the bottom of our hearts. And for the 100th podcast, if you go back to our 100th podcast, which we had uh, invited guests on, listeners, you guys, and we're looking forward to doing that again as, as well. And it was brilliant, wasn't it? And the support was just brilliant. The products, tips, and camping hacks section this week, Aaron. It's I, I, it's it's something I came across on the Motorhome Happiness Group um, on Facebook. I suppose it, it's a safety tip, of, mm -hmm. uh, a warning. Now, I, I'm reading it because I've never heard of this before. I want to know, has anybody else come across it? You know, is it likely to be true? Uh, I'm not for a second saying that it's not, but I, I really haven't come across it before. But certainly if it is um, it's definitely worth people knowing about. So I'll read mm -hmm. out the message. I suppose if there's any experts listening that might be able to, to share with us any experience they might have or knowledge. So the message went, just wanted to advise everyone, as this is something I didn't know. I am away on my own. The husband is abroad in the motorhome. On Monday at 4.30 a.m., my carbon monoxide alarm went off. I opened all the doors and windows and roof hatches. I unplugged the electric and turned off the gas. The next day I could smell a rotten egg odour. I rang where we purchased the motorhome and was and told them that I was on my own and scared could they help me. I was told they couldn't send anyone out to me but to remove the leisure battery immediately as it could explode and set the motorhome alight. After having an internal meltdown, I asked how to remove the battery as I hadn't done it before and was told just to be careful as it would be red hot and go and ask the warden to help. Off I trotted my two dogs to the reception and they couldn't help but gave me a number um, for a, another company who I'm internally grateful to for their professionalism, calmness and help. They tried to explain how to take out the battery. However, apart from being as hot as a boiling kettle, I didn't have the right size spanner. They sent a lovely young man out who not only took uh, the battery out and replaced it, he also checked the electrics to put my mind at rest. So the moral of the story is, if your carbon monoxide alarm goes off, you know, check your battery. So that's, mm. I, I think I've heard before a story about the rotten egg smell coming from the batteries, all right. But um, God, that sounds like a... a a major problem. Yeah, I've only heard it from car batteries that that's a sign that either top up, you know, when we used to have to top up with distilled water or your battery is on the way out. But I have to be honest and, you know, I'm electrically minded, but that this stunned me when I read it. And yes, maybe it did happen. We can't doubt that it, that it did happen. But I thought because those batteries are sealed, you shouldn't get a rotten egg smell. Now, maybe this one was 
about to explode and it's a good thing that she got the rotten egg smell but yeah i do think guys if your carbon monoxide alarm goes off she did the right thing open absolutely everything step outside unplug from the electrics even turn off your 12 volt you know normally like on our camper when we get inside we can turn off all the 12 volts just over the door kill everything and step away and do make a phone call she did all the right things it surprised me when i read it too yeah, and just the fact that even the next morning it was still red hot. And yeah. That that whole explosion thing. Uh, if there's anybody out there listening to the podcast have any experience or, or knowledge of this or they've come across any links that could explain this a bit more, mm. I'd definitely be interested. Uh, I've done a little bit of research, but I hadn't come up with a whole lot of this information. It's just, as Aaron said, now is the time, guys, for all of you to check your carbon oxide alarm. Yeah. Make sure that it's, it's in date. The batteries are good and the smoke alarm as well. Yeah. Um, your fire blanket, your fire extinguisher. Let's do the whole lot while we're at it. All of that. And, you know, if you're getting your motorhome checked out at any stage, serviced, you know, certainly get your leisure battery checked out as well. Make sure that's in good condition. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's due to a fault, maybe or a crack or a split in, in the... Possibly in, in the manufacturing gen. process, oh, yeah. Definitely not my area of expertise now, so no. I'm going to put it out there for the experts to, to maybe share something there so it's just a, again, a word of warning they do recommend if you're adding a second leisure battery that you should really replace the first one as well unless it's it's reasonably new but they do say if you're thinking of putting in solar and adding a second leisure battery that you should really try your best if you can budget to do like for like in the batteries and actually put in two new batteries rather than one keep the the original battery as a spare no harm in having it at home Keep an eye out, you know, have that carbon monoxide uh, up and ready to go. So we spoke earlier, Aaron, about, you know, campsites closing. So I wonder if the listeners want to send us a message and let us know how long they plan to keep camping. Will they camp for as long as possible? Will they camp right up to December? Yeah, I suppose we've only been camping since, what, early June this year. It was the 29th of June last year, early June this year. Um, and I know there was an exodus and a lot of people are getting in as much camping as they possibly can. I know, right, even apart from the Charlie and me thing, we tend, we love going out in the winter months. I mean, we've we've all met up even with the camping crew, winter month camping. I know it's easier for Deirdre and me because we've no kids to keep entertained. Winter months camping can be beautiful. Just flick on a little bit of heating if you're even wild camping or on site. But we do intend hopefully going, as I said earlier, for as long as we can to do refuse uh, to get us right up to Christmas and then kick off again February, March, please God of 2022. One thing I've noticed this year, actually, you prompted something that sparked a memory there is uh, I see some of the campsites are uh, charging a little bit extra. So maybe instead of three euros, they're charging five euros or six euros for electricity during the winter months, which is understandable as well, because yeah, I'd imagine yeah. running some of those electric heaters can't be cheap as well. So I, I think that's that's definitely fair enough for a, a warm night in your camper van, you know? Well, you know, campsite owners, and let's look at, uh, we'll take Kilkenny, for example, uh, where we had our, our Charlie and me camping crew meet at Tree Grove. And Dan is in this game a long time and he has, he could write a book. I'm sure he's seen it all. But winter of the year before, winter pre-COVID winter, myself and Deirdre were camping there. And now the campsite was pretty busy. Now we're talking November, early, late November, early December. But the electricity, now there was good 20 units and it was a cold night and the mains kept tripping out. 
and Dan couldn't figure this out. And in fairness, his electrician came on site and we were tripping like 80 and 120 amp fuses back at the main three phase board back up at the toilet block. And eventually, anyway, the guys put in bigger fuses, did the right thing, the two electricians on site. And Dan said to me, why? Why is it tripping? This has never happened before. And I said, because the 20 units that are here are all running two kilowatt heaters. Why? Why would they do that? They all have gas heating. I'm going, yeah, why would I use my gas when I can use your electricity? <laughs> he didn't realize that even though we have gas, that we would would actually think about carrying an electric, be it a little oil-fired heater or, or a, a two-kilowatt blow heater. He honestly was naive. And Chris, he's in the game a long time. I think it's a relatively new phenomenon because we only started using kind of electric heaters, I would say, in the last three years. Before that, we always had gas. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, what happened was, I was on site once again, it must be 10 years ago and I had the gas heating on and I was looking out and I saw a little red bar heater on in a tent. You know, the, the ones that the infrared heater. Yeah. And I actually said to the girl the next day, I said, if you don't mind me asking, but what was the red glow? And she said, oh, she said, we bring a little heater. And I went, oh, I had my gas on. And she went, why? You're paying for the electricity anyway. Yeah. So it's 10 years now that I've been carrying and I've a heater in the B-Bot and I have a heater in the Heimer, a little small two kilowatt heater. I was going to say, if you are buying a heater as well, get one that has tip over protection on it. Yes, as well. yes, or, or at least the temperature cut out, but definitely the tip over protection. Anyway, we digress. So what we want to know is, guys, how long will you keep camping? be it wild camping or campsite camping or when all the campsites are closed bar the few that stay open will you keep going out and be parking on beachfront and stuff like that we'll give you the contact details in a couple of seconds but we would love to hear from you just to let us know how long do you think you'll keep going so that brings us nicely to an end Aaron. Yeah, we love getting your messages, ideas, campsite reviews, product reviews or anything you'd like us to look into. Or if you want to discuss anything, talk about anything that we've discussed on the podcast. And don't forget the stickers, they're free and always will be for your motorhome, your car, your caravan, your campervan. A few of them went out in the post from here this morning. But of course, to do that, you have all you've got to do, by the way, is give us your name, address and postcode and we'll get stickers in the post. But for you to get in touch with us, Chris has the contact details. Yeah, we love hearing from you, whether it's uh, feedback or product suggestions, reviews, anything at all. Um, our website is thecampingcrew.ie. On email, we're campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at the camping crew. On Instagram, we're at the camping crew podcast. Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups. Forum wise, you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com or boars.ie. And don't forget, campsitereview.com is our sister website. Log on there. Our map is there that will link you to the Charlie and Me videos. Just click on the county or the name of the campsite and watch the videos from there. Or you can go to youtube.com forward slash Charlie and Me, our camping vlog. And every Friday, 9 a.m., there's a new campsite review video. Now, if you follow me and Charlie on our Instagram or on our Twitter, you'll know there's a project in the making. Details coming on that very soon Chris oh interesting more details soon <laughs> that is it episode 125 of the camping crew podcast thank you for all your comments and please do get in touch with anything camping related from me Aaron Birchall for the rest of the camping season do stay safe yeah and it's a goodbye for me Chris as well and as I say every week if you're enjoying the podcast please share it on social media and more importantly tell your camping friends all about us well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Mm-hmm.